as long as you're being true to yourself and you're not switching your values for a company, you'll be proud of whether or not you get it. Seattle's just such a beautiful city. I was gonna say state, but it's not true. My father studied statistics when he was at uni. And I remember just thinking, oh, I'm never gonna study statistics. Ew. This woman is so on top of her calendar, it is absurd. Welcome to the Business Night Out. For those who don't know me, my name is Carol and I am a business student studying marketing and strategy. I am also the host of this show. On today's episode, we're joined by Victoria Zhao, a dynamic and passionate individual who's drawn to creative and fun experiences. From consulting to marketing and from skating to photography, she fully commits to her interests and passion. She currently studies at Ramat Commerce, pursuing a double focus in marketing and data science, along with minors in psychology and statistics. In addition to her academic pursuits, Victoria is also the director of marketing with the Rotman Commerce Innovation Group. She also had a few internship experiences, including her upcoming internship at EY as a business transformation consultant. In this episode, we will dive into her background, career journey, and approach to marketing and data science. We will also learn about the role of her hobbies and interests in shaping her career choices and approach to work. So sit back, grab a coffee, and let's get started. Hi, Victoria. We're so happy to have you here. How are you? Hi, Carol. I'm doing really well. Reading week is coming up, and I'm honestly just excited to relax for a second. I am more than excited, especially with Victoria here. So Victoria and I, we know each other in a student-run club called RCIG, the Rotman Commerce Innovation Group. She is my marketing director and um, she's a great leader. That's why I really want to have her here to share her insights and her experience with us. So we're going to start with five warm-up questions. What is your favorite food? Oh my gosh, my favorite food. I would have to say it's homemade wontons. My family recipe is pork and bok choy and we make it every time I go home. What is your favorite movie? Ooh, I think my favorite director is definitely Wes Anderson. And so my favorite movie would have to be Grand Budapest Hotel. Although The French Dispatch was also really good and that's one of his more recent stuff. It's so beautiful. It's just really lovely to watch. What would be your dream job other than consulting or marketing? Okay, it's funny you asked me my favorite movie than this because a little fun fact is that I nearly applied to film school instead of business school, which is like a completely different world. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm very interested in creative industries and film industry. So honestly, I think I'd probably be there. I might end up there inevitably. We'll see. But film industry, I think. So last question, coffee, tea, or alcohol? Can I just say all of them? No, you have to pick one. Well, okay. I have different go-to orders for each one. But I think out of all of them, coffee. coffee? A flat white specifically. I love flat white. It just tastes so good with the little foam on the top. After the warm-ups, Victoria, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? your interests, your experience, your studies, just anything? 
Okay, well, so I grew up in Seattle, and that's where I spent literally my entire life before uni. Seattle's just such a beautiful city. I was going to say state, but it's not true. It's geography. (laughs) Geography. But Washington is a beautiful state. There's so many mountains and a lot of hiking to do. But honestly, I didn't know I was going to end up in Toronto. I kind of always knew I liked the East Coast a bit, but I didn't really know what I was going to do until like 11th grade because Seattle is a place where there's a lot of tech right and like 90% of my closest friends were going into CS or engineering and they wanted to do that too and all I knew was like I don't want to do that like I don't like that and then I was in my first business class ever I remember staying up until 4 a.m doing this silly silly project that didn't even count towards my grade it was my first case ever and I remember just thinking why am I staying up until 4 a.m for something that doesn't even influence my grade at all and I'm like oh maybe I maybe I want to go into business or something like that and so then I applied to unis came to Toronto and now I'm studying at Rotman (laughs) Why did you choose University of Toronto in the first place? Um, I think it was a lot of different factors. One of them was definitely financial reasons because American universities, like both private and public ones, are so expensive. And being a Canadian citizen, I got the benefits of paying in-state tuition for U of T. So that was definitely a big, big part of it. But also just I kind of wanted to go a bit out of what I know. My second choice for uni was the University of Washington, their Foster School of Business. For the longest time, I'm like, oh my gosh, do I stay in Seattle or do I fling myself across, you know, the country and go to Toronto? And so I was like, okay, let's try something new. And that's how I ended up here. Can you tell us a bit more about your program, what you're studying, what interest? Yeah, so... In Rotman, I chose the management specialist, mainly because I do not have an affinity towards finance and econ or accounting. And so within the management spec, I'm doing a double focus. One is in marketing and the other one is in data science. And then outside of Rotman, I'm doing a double minor, although technically it's a triple minor. However, the university won't allow me to declare three minors. But I was studying psychology, statistics, and technically economics. Wow, all of those majors and minors and specialists, what is your favorite one? Oh my gosh. If I'm being honest, I haven't gotten a lot of exposure to marketing courses yet because you don't have a lot of freedom to choose those until you're in your upper year. But I will say the one that's been the most surprising to me is psychology because I didn't think I would declare a psychology minor. I thought I would just like take a course or two and leave it there. But then I took the courses and I'm like, dang it, I really like this. And it's really interesting. So I think psychology was the sneakiest one. That's very interesting to hear your passion for psychology. I'm just wondering among all those programs, what do you think the connection between psychology and other programs are studying? It's kind of interesting because right now I'm taking a course called Consumer Behavior, and a lot of what we're learning is based on psychology, and it's kind of just thinking about 
the way that people behave, why do they behave that way? And I think part of marketing, so much of it is understanding who you're communicating to, especially if it's social media marketing, because that's a very, I mean, it's in the title, it's very social, right? I think just understanding people is the root of it all. At least that's the part of marketing that I enjoy. I think when it's more financial focused, I feel a bit disconnected. So I like the people oriented stuff. And I think that's why I connect so well. I also took consumer behavior last semester. It's very interesting to hear you mentioned how psychology is connected to consumer behavior and marketing. I think definitely understanding the hidden psychological reason behind certain consumer pattern is very important for business to really target and launch tailored products or services to them. So I guess my other question is, what sparked your passion in marketing? Ooh, this really ties in with the avenues that I was thinking of when I first applied to business school. Because, again, I was so close to going into creative industries. And I remember just thinking, okay, what part of business would be a bit more creative, right? And I thought, oh, well, people create commercials. And that's basically film. Obviously, it's so not the same. But at the time, that was kind of my train of thought. And so I knew that marketing would be kind of a more creative outlet compared to other areas of business, at least from my perspective. And that's kind of what pushed me in that direction. And then data science kind of came in a bit later. It was kind of like, eh, why not? I mean, data science is definitely a useful tool in marketing as well. Speaking of marketing, I mentioned that we know each other in the student run club and you're the marketing director. So do you mind sharing more about your role as a marketing director at RCIG and your team, aka me and other fellow students? Well, first of all, I am no longer the sole director. I now have you as my co-director. I am honestly so excited for that. As a director of marketing, it's a lot of different roles because I was used to being in marketing intern and then a marketing manager. And then suddenly being the director, you suddenly have a lot more leadership behind it because now it's you who has to organize all the content and create schedules and make sure that people are comfortable and they're passionate and stuff like that. So the team is pretty small. It's you, me, we've got Helen as a marketing manager, Emily as a marketing manager, and recently we got three new interns, which is pretty exciting. And I think something that really inspires me, at least from a director point of view, is seeing everyone grow a lot, which I know sounds so cheesy. But I really like making sure that everyone's doing something they're passionate about, because I think that's a really important part of anything that you do. If you don't like it, if you don't enjoy it, you're not going to put out your best work or not even a leader, a team member. Definitely. So being decisive, determined and being able to trust each other is very important as a leader. So what other skills have you developed in your previous, whether internship experience or club experiences that you think are the most important to a leader in either RCIG or just to the overall RC community? Hmm. I think something that I like to do a lot is to just absorb as much as I can, especially when it's in a new situation. And so finding things that people like, whether it's videography or like content creation, stuff like that. I like figuring out what people like and giving the opportunity to explore new things. I have to mention that one of my favorite things about Victoria as a leader is that she always, always does regular check-ins with her members to see what skills they want to gain, what other initiatives they have. I think that's very helpful 
And as a manager, I gained so much from Victoria. So I really appreciate that. I am also very excited to be the co-director with you next year. So yay! I also want to ask that, what are some of the key takeaways from this experience for you? I think the main thing I've learned is that sometimes you just have to trust yourself. This goes into things like planning, right? If you're on a tight deadline and you don't have the time to think about, is this right or not? Sometimes you just got to be like, no, I trust myself. Like, it'll work out. I think the other thing I've learned is to trust other people. Because if you don't trust the people you're working with, then you can't really expect, number one, a good environment. And number two, things to get done. I think something I used to do was be very nitpicky and very, very focused on the details. and being like, oh, but I would have done it this way. And just because I would have done it one way doesn't mean that the way that someone else did it is wrong. And so I think just learning to trust yourself, but also trusting people is one of the most important parts of being a leader. Something that I did over the summer was I was a marketing intern for a boutique consulting firm. And it was a very, very small marketing team, literally me and my supervisor. Yeah, very small. And so I remember just learning so much from my supervisor because she is so qualified. She writes comedy. She does improv and she's just such an exceptional woman. And I remember just thinking, okay, while it's just me and her, I might as well learn as much as I can from her and get the most out of the experience. Because even though you're working for a company, that doesn't mean that you can't get something out of it personally as well. I think this also applies to maybe something that you've done before. Just because you've done it once doesn't mean that you can't learn anything new. I think a good example is our consulting project that we do in our CIG, where this year, this is my third year being in a project, my second time being the lead. And let me tell you, second time around does not make it any easier. I'm still learning so much and it is always just a little bit hectic. And honestly, that's okay. I think it's good to head into something knowing that you can learn and that if you mess up, it's okay. That's just so impressive to see how many responsibilities you're taking on. But we both know U of T is not an easy place to study in. I'm just wondering, how would you balance your studies and your leadership responsibilities? Oh, gosh. I think it comes down to a really good support system. In my first year, I came to campus, even though it was in the middle of lockdown. And I ended up meeting some of my closest friends, and I'm still really close with them right now. And none of them are in Rotman. That has nothing to say about Rotman students. That's just by luck the way it happened. But it's been really helpful having people who are different than you in your friend group, because I think a lot of times we end up comparing ourselves to other people, even when we try not to, and even when we're not even aware of it, right? And so having people who don't study the same thing as you or who aren't interested in exactly the same things as you makes it a lot easier to just step back from that working school mode and into a more social mode. So that's been really helpful and like leaning on my friends a lot when we're stressed or us just all having, you know, a little breakdown together can be pretty cathartic. Well, that's very helpful. I'm just wondering when it comes to a lot of tasks, a lot of deadlines, how would you manage your deadlines and how would you prioritize things? Okay, so 
I'm going to mention the RCIG president, Julia Lee, because this woman is so on top of her calendar. It is absurd. She will send email invites to hang out. On March 11th at 11 a.m., we are going out for brunch. This is in like three weeks and we've got it in the calendar. So just taking that, I think it's really useful to have a very structured calendar. I personally use Notion a lot, which is this online app. I think it's also mobile. And I just have like all of my deadlines for the next month out there, which can get pretty overwhelming. But once they're there, you know they exist. And so it's a lot harder to miss a deadline if it's literally glaring at you all the time. So it's very important to just write down the deadlines and set reminders. I think that's going to be very helpful. We've heard so much about passion for marketing. You mentioned that you also study psychology and statistics, data science. I'm just wondering what makes you interested in them besides business marketing? Well, psychology, as I mentioned, was very sneaky because I didn't think that I would ever pursue it. And it's honestly been really cool to have a different perspective outside of business. Right now, I'm taking a course on health psychology, and it's talking all about how your mental health and different you know, cognitive systems impact your physical well-being. So that's been really interesting to learn because I'm learning about how stress can weaken your immune system. And I'm over here scratching my head being like, huh, why do I get sick like five times a year? And I'm so stressed all the time. I'm not. But statistics, on the other hand, I have a love-hate relationship with stats. My father studied statistics when he was at uni. And I remember just thinking, oh, I'm never going to study statistics. Ew. Cut to my first year in uni. I'm just thinking, oh my gosh, I'm really interested in the application of statistics. One of my biggest pet peeves is honestly when media or anyone of influence quotes a statistic, but they don't contextualize it or they misuse a statistic for their personal gain or to look a certain way. And truly, that has caused me to do a minor in statistics because I'm so curious to learn about just how our studies designed and how does that influence that the way that we use these numbers and I think especially for business it's important because you'll see a lot of companies saying oh we're very sustainable and it's just a greenwashing campaign and they're quoting statistics with a misleading contact so all of that even though it's not directly tied in with business I am really interested in the intersection of all of it I think definitely data is a very useful tool in every industry, especially marketing too. It reminds me that we are using data insights from Instagram to analyze our marketing campaigns. I think that's definitely giving very useful feedback on our campaigns as well. So we've talked so much about your work, your study, your interests in school programs. Now let's talk about your personal interests. So what are some interests or hobbies in your life? Goodness. Where to begin? Um, I think I'm really drawn to anything creative, which I know is, I feel like creative is now quite a buzzword in business, at least. But to me, creative just means anything where it's very hands-on and there's no real rules to it. So I'm very interested in film and photography. I'm also very interested in fashion. And I'm actually 
Also interested in podcasting. I'm working on a podcast right now, actually, but we're keeping it on the down low until it's released. But it's just a little bit of everything, some bits and bobs, but all of it, I find it's really cathartic if it's something creative because then I get to focus on relaxing my brain instead of using it intensely. Speaking of that, it also reminds me of how we met first time in the dance studio. We didn't even recognize each other. I went straight to Victoria. I was like, hi, are you Victoria? My name is Carol. What? <laughs> how we met. So have any of the hobbies or interests, including figure skating, dancing, photography, they all influence your career choices or your approach to work either in school or in those professional working places as well? Mm. I think it's definitely influenced my career. Tying it all back to why I was interested in marketing in the first place was that I thought it was a potential outlet where I could still have that creative aspect in my work. I think it's also influenced the way I approach work now, having known what marketing actually is, because marketing is not ads and filming, you know, commercials and stuff like that. But I think it still stands that it's really important to think, I'm not going to say outside the box, but to think a bit more on the big picture things and like to have really diverse ideas and value that diversity. Because something I've seen a lot of in either group projects in school or in work is that once one good idea happens, everyone flocks towards that idea and they support it, which is really good. But I think it's also really important to value having different ideas and to not fight each other over it. Definitely. I think one thing I noticed is that right now, a lot of people, they are more free and brave to speak out of their own ideas. I think one day we can definitely witness an era where ideas are flourishing and diversity is so promoted. So have you ever pursued a project or opportunity related to one of your hobbies or interests as part of your career or just as part of your hobby? Yeah, I think most recently, and I say recently, but it was well over a year ago, I joined a nonprofit called Medical Her Story. And it's just 100% volunteer based. It's not affiliated with any university. But I found that I really liked having a community outside of school. As great as RCIG is, it's still a part of Rotman. And so it's still in the university bubble, which is really nice. But I also really value having space outside of that. And so that's where I joined their publishing team. And I'm able to write articles and produce a podcast. I think coming up, I will be writing an article on eating disorders and overexercising, all that stuff and how it's portrayed on media. So it's a nice intersection of kind of the creative outlet, but also still talking about something I'm very passionate about. I think that's going to be a very valuable experience for you and for other people too. It's going to be very insightful, especially how media is being so influential on every one of us. I think that's definitely something very helpful. And I will read that. I'll listen to a podcast as well. I'm excited. So coming to our ending general question. So first, we all know that the environment is not as good with the hiring freeze, with the layoffs. What do you think is the most important when it comes to either internship or full-time seeking, especially with the hiring freeze right now? I think it's really important to do your research. When you're doing an interview for a company, a lot of times people can get very nervous. And obviously, I 
get very, very nervous because it feels like someone's judging me and they're going to choose whether or not I'm a good fit, stuff like that. But something that's really important to keep in mind is it's not just about whether they want you. It's also about whether you want them, right? Whether their working environment is something that you want to be a part of. Because ultimately, it's a two-way street. They don't have complete power over you. So I think doing the right research and having the right values in your mind of what you're looking for in a company is really, really good to know. As for all the layoffs happening and the hiring freeze, there's not much control that I personally see with that because huge companies like Amazon, for instance, are laying off tons of workers. It's not something you would really expect, you know, pre-pandemic. And the whole reason why it's happening is because they overestimated how much shoppers would turn to online shopping. And then the pandemic ended and people didn't turn online, right? And so a lot of these things are completely uncontrollable by employees themselves. So I think it's important for people not to panic too much because some things are just not in your control. I totally agree. We obviously didn't know the upcoming recession pre or even during the pandemic. And that's really not something that's in our control or in anyone's control, to be honest. But there is something that we can try our best, like interviews. I'm just wondering, besides the research on the company, what other interview tips you would have for individuals like me or like other fellow students? The one piece of advice I always give, it sounds so cheesy and so cliche, but, you know, things are cliche for a reason. But the one tip is to be yourself. And this kind of goes back to the whole interview process right? Because if you make it to that first round of behavioral interviews, you're obviously qualified. And they know that the interviewer knows that. And so the whole point of behavioral interview is to see if you are a good fit personality wise in your values and do they align with the companies. And so I think as long as you're being true to yourself, and you're not switching your values for a company, you'll be proud of whether or not you get it. Because if you don't, that means maybe you wouldn't have been happy there anyway because your values don't match up. And if you do like it, then it's good because you probably fit in there a bit better than a different company or if they reject you, right? So being yourself, not changing yourself too much is really important. So one last question is, what is a piece of advice you would have for individuals who are considering a career in your field? One piece of advice trust yourself trust the process as i mentioned a lot of things are out of your control but the things that are in your control trust yourself in your decisions be sure about it and if you're not that's okay try again right it's okay to not be sure but you you just have to trust yourself thank you so much victoria we really loved hearing about your experience and we really enjoyed talking with you Thank you for having me. Honestly, this was such a good way to end the week. I really enjoyed our conversation. 